This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, January the 20th, 2016. Friday, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., Arizona time. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, and it's it's easy, has given us a call at 1-800-951-0592, and the lovely Wendy's here to take your call, answer your question, or go check us out at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, but you can get the news to disturb the comfortable. We don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. This show is brought to you paid for lock stock everything behind this show is all the owner's fault he owns it he researches it he puts it together and presents it to you his name's joe jaquin it's hump day joe how are you man hey good morning welcome i hate to say it but i told you so you love to say it you're right i do i do love to say it uh if you're just joining us uh, if you just woke up the slide of 2016 continues. And it's not a slow slide. It's like they put water on the slide and pushed you. <laughs> it's a slippy. It's a slippery slope. Slippery slip and slide. The Dow down 440 points. Crude oil went below 27, 26.95, $26.98. There are two things that are up today. Well, well, okay, make that three. Gold, silver, and the sun. And the sun. There you go. I will tell you, some people's attitudes are up because parts of America, I'm telling you, I saw this in the paper, are paying less than a dollar a gallon. For gasoline. Gasoline, yeah. Yeah. They, well, the, the, those, catching up a little. Some, some places, those are are you going to be giving things. it away here soon? <laughs> I don't know. But you know what? Here's the funny thing is you got to think about this. If you go back. To when I started working here, because oil is now back to when I started working here, and at these prices, this twenty-seven, twenty-six dollars ninety-five cents, twenty-seven dollars a barrel. These guys that are on television today, these same guys, would have been out on TV wondering when the president was going to come out and say that he's made a call to the Saudis to get oil pumping because it's just too hot. Now, fast forward 13 years, and they're in such a panic about the price of oil. It's just too low. And and so this is, this is the, the, the new dichotomy that we live in, all created 
by our wonderful central planners and our central bankers. It's gotten so confusing, nobody knows what to believe or what to think anymore. And here's the biggest thing all of you need to know. They never fixed it. They never did. They never intended on fixing it. All of the things that they said they did for you, they didn't do them for you. Now the the richity riches, they're meeting over there in Davos, Switzerland. And you're going to be, I'll tell you right now, it's going to be a really interesting show. We're going to go a lot of different places. One of the places we're going to go is the guy who's in charge of the largest fund. And, and we can debate why we would allow one company to control the, the amount of money they control, but they, they control $155 billion. And it's, a, it's amazing to me that today in Davos, Switzerland, he comes out on national television and he does the double J. Here's a guy, let's face it, no one controls more money than this guy. And he comes out and says, hey, Janet Yellen, I don't know what you guys are doing up there. Okay? I don't know what reports you're looking at. But I'm going to tell you, as the guy that manages more money than anybody else in the world, you need to run a different play. Of course, talking about going the other way on rates, talking about QE4, all the things I told you it's coming. I've been warning you and warning you and warning you about you need to take the steps, Nestor, because it's quick. And remember what I've been saying, and Homer, you can you can vouch for this. The reason why this slide on Wall Street has been so I mean, you think about it, it's only the 20th. And let's face it, we had a bunch of weekends in there. So Wall Street's only been trade, maybe traded for, you know, maybe two and a half weeks total. But the Federal Reserve and all the central planners, all of them, they forced all of the money to go to the same spot. And I warned you about what was going to happen when everybody was like, "Uh uh-oh, this is the wrong spot. And the stampede to the exits, and that's exactly what we're seeing. It's no surprise. Shouldn't be surprised. Right? Like we said, there's only three things up today. The sun, gold, and silver. That's not a surprise. Not to me. I'm curious to find out who's going to be the writing the next book of their courage to act. Because <laughs> someone's got to be there to Someone's save the day. Get the books out. Get them ready. Who's going to do it? We got a great show lined up for you. We're going to we're going to hear about who it is that was talking in Davos today. And and not to be outdone, we've got some great items for you as well. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
Pedro Radio News Hour, Double J and the Love. Gold's up fifteen dollars, eleven hundred and two, eleven hundred and three dollars. Uh, silver's up about ten cents to the ounce. Yesterday at the right at the close, I ran a special, and apparently, I must have done a poor job because we still have some left, which is, I think, incredibly shocking and disappointing. So I blame myself. Because I obviously didn't leave myself enough time to explain it well enough. But yesterday we ran what I was saying was the the Stephen Hawking special. In case the robots really do take over, yeah, you are going to need gold and silver to buy stuff with. But I ran an item. And I had Wendy look this up because, you know, this is the start of year three of me being the sole owner we have as of at least till yesterday we had hadn't sold any of these because i haven't i didn't know how long it had been but it's been at least as long as i've been here we had a special where we had the one dollar gold pieces and the two and a half dollar gold pieces and a roll of half dollars. We put it all together. A great divisible material. And I put it in at seven hundred bucks and I paid for the freight and everything. It's just seven hundred bucks. That's it. You know, there's no shipping, no nothing. When you're talking about an item, one of the items that one dollar gold piece that it's been at least three years since we've offered them. And there's about, you know, we started with 60, and we still have about 20, 25 of them left. Uh, they need to be gone. So even though gold's up, silver's up, same price, 700 bucks. And you get the two gold pieces, the $1 piece, the $2.5 piece, and then you get 20 half dollars shipped, delivered. Everything's included at $700. And then I have here, live right now here, I did, we've got some $10 gold pieces, but I'm doing them, you get five in a little set. Each of those in the set is going to be a pre-1900, and they're all going to be different dates. So if you're looking for all, all in the 1800s, you buy five of them, you're going to get five different dates. Everybody in this business charges more for date set. Not here. We charge less. Ten dollar liberties are eight forty five. I'm taking ten bucks off a coin, eight hundred and thirty five dollars. You buy five of those, it's thirty one seventy five plus the shipping on those, thirty one seventy five, and you get five different dates. I've only got the problem is I've only got four sets. And those are live, actually live and ready to go here, 800-951-0592. Amid the global turmoil, the Federal Reserve is more likely to ease than to tighten interest rates again. Who said it? Ray Dalio, the founder of the world's largest hedge fund, in a move Here's the quote. I think a move to quantitative easing will bolster the psychology. Well, 
or to actually change the actual facts. But, uh, but it'll make us feel better. All about the mindset. He told CNBC Squawk Box this morning, of course, Dalio, he, he, he owns a hedge fund that controls $155 billion, uh, Bridgewater Associates. And and a, and he said that there is a neg- there will be a negative for the United States economy. The Fed needs to remain flexible. It shouldn't be so wedded to a path. We're going to have lower levels of growth, lower levels of growth today, lower levels of growth six months from now. And according to Dalio, we're not even going to be close to 2% GDP. He says the risks are all to the downside. Asset prices, that's stocks, are comparatively high at this same time. There's not a lot of, of ability to ease, but he says that risk exists all around the world. Every, wow, this is incredible. Every country in the world needs an easier monetary policy. (laughs) Think about this. Hey, you know what? This is how bad it really is. Every country in the world needs to immediately go to quantitative easing. Here's a guy, $155 billion under management. You think Janet Yellen's got his phone number? I do, I do. I think so. You you, you think that he's been to a few of the meetings? It's going to be much more difficult next time he went on. The United States needs movement on fiscal policy. And he says that lawmakers, in addition to the monetary policy from the central banks, and he essentially is describing, and let's face it, you know, here's what I find so amazing, is what are these people looking at? I mean, where's this guy been? That's what I want to know. Where's he been? We talk about all the things that said... Not a, you know, some of these things aren't even saying recession. They're saying depression. And they're acting like it doesn't exist, that it isn't real. And then we've been talking about it, about the whole jobs thing at Infinitum. I mean, I'm just trying to blow huge holes in it. Because when you look at all the ancillary data, this isn't your father's jobs reports anymore. Right, it's just a bunch of fluff. Right, it's just a bunch of senior citizens that got a part-time job for minimum wage. You know, we I've been talking a lot about the new visa programs, and and specifically not just the H-1B but the H-2B visas. You know, the ones for quote-unquote skilled workers, the other ones for the unskilled workers. 
and all of these all of these companies like we need more people we need more immigrants in there we need to get more of these foreign workers because we don't have the ability to train our people yes workers in the united states all the results are in results are in uh-oh envelope please the envelope please where's steve harvey uh, he probably uh, he's going to read the wrong name <laughs> It says that guest workers in the United States, surprise, 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 they actually earn less than the average United States worker for the exact same job. But not only that, according to the Economic Policy Institute, there is little evidence to support claims by the Wall Street firms that there's any labor shortage in any field where these foreign workers are employed. Let me just read it again. In case you're, you got to remember now. You know, think about what Donald Trump said yesterday about Apple. Right? And everybody's saying, oh, you know what, that's a great headline. Right? But he can't actually do that. But I want you to think at least why it resonates so much with me and why it should resonate with everybody that's listening to this show. Because these companies, the companies that they've told you at infinitum that you need to buy their stock in, the same ones that say you need your 401k at your work, and if you don't do it, you're an idiot. Matter of fact, if the president had his way, it would be mandatory. Are the same companies that every single day, 365 days a year, trust me, it's happening, are whining and dying our elected politicians and telling them, we can't find the American worker. But when you look at the facts, we're out there. They say not a single field, not one, can they find a single labor shortage of available U.S. workers. But what they do find is, miraculously, they pay these foreigners significantly less. Now I'm kind of thinking if if these if this types of data is out there, what would you think should be the punishment for these CEOs? For these companies that have gone to our elected politicians and said to them, we need more of these foreigners because the workers simply don't exist here, but yet the data says yes it does. What should be the punishment? I asked the question yesterday. How low does the stock market have to go for them to start employing Americans? Because that's really what it's all about, isn't it? Why does Apple not make things here in America? It's really simple. If you believe Tim Cook, all the skill isn't here. You're right. It's not here because you made a decision to do it somewhere else. So obviously the skill's over there. I got it. You know what? 
we're just not as smart as these other people. That must be it. That must be the reason. Because I'm sitting here and telling you, you know what, they're sitting there scratching their heads and they they can't figure out why the economy stinks. And the answer is so simple. Well, this wasn't brought up by Obama and the State of the Union. It's so simple. There's no real jobs that pay real money. And the ones that do, I'm telling you all right now, all of you in your little cubicle, they're trying to replace you. You may not think so. You may not have heard about it. You may not know it. But trust me, that's what they're trying to do. And, and you know what's so funny? I didn't hear this at Davos. It says the results. Here's the results from the study. A sizable savings for the companies that hire them. Landscapers and groundskeepers. Maybe because, let's face it, don't need a college degree for that job. Maybe you do. Right? Maybe, that's the, maybe that's the problem. They said that the average hourly H to be wage $9.20 U.S. citizen $12.44 forest and conservation worker H2B visa $10.48 U.S. worker $13.75 listen they're selling you out for three bucks how about, you know, the amusements and ride attraction? You know those little carnivals? You know those little carnivals? You know the ones that are in your little, you know, they pop up in your little town? Right? You got one. I know Homer and Anthem. I know that every Halloween they have one. They have one Halloween. They have one spring. Apparently, there's not enough of those people. U.S. worker, you get paid $9.63. They can pay a foreigner $8.07. Hey, we can save a buck and a half an hour. Let's take advantage. Patriot Radio News Hour, it's halftime. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe Jaquin, Homer Lopez, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. We're running two different specials this morning. The the first one, the the smallest barterable gold material minted by the U.S. Mint, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, talking about the $1 gold pieces along with the $2.5 gold pieces, all of these. The $1 pieces you're talking about from the 1850s to the, about the 1880s, uh, the two and a half, all before uh, 1933, along with a roll of 20 silver half dollars. Oh, those were 700 bucks. And that includes everything, shipping everything, right out the door to you. And then... For those of you that that are, are looking for value, big value on, uh, we had a a little live special here on ten dollar gold pieces. You buy five ten dollar gold pieces, we're going to get you five different dates. 
and they're all going to be 1800s. And that's uh, 3175, and those really, we only had four of those, so uh, take advantage of either one of those specials or both at 800 951 0592. If you're just joining us, the Dow's down about 400 points. Uh, the NASDAQ's down another 100 points. News out of Apple today. Raymond James says that Apple may actually not have positive quarter on quarter sales, which I find that amazing. Uh, stock Apple stock now below $100. I want to say $95. Uh, the S&P down 46 points right now, 1835. Uh, like I said, the only things up today are gold and silver. The only two things up: silver's at uh, $14 and 12 cents. Uh, silver's at 1103. And everybody's now starting to all of a sudden find clarity and what I've been saying all along is going to happen. That that rate hike in December is going to come back as one of those what were they thinking moments. And this is part of what the problem is because here's the reality. All of these people that are in charge they don't have any real life experience. Right? Everything they've learned is in a textbook. And they think that their little charts of, hey, if we do this, this automatically happens. Why does it happen? Who cares? Right? These are the same people that say, well, housing, it never goes down. Right? The same people that said when the housing crisis was unfolding right before our very, oh, it's just a subprime thing. It's, it's all contained. Right, then the next thing was the largest financial crisis in, in the history since the Great Depression occurs. And I think back, you know, the reason, you know, we, we did Ben Bernanke's book, The Courage to Act. And in there he said, well, you know why we, we created this? Because, you know, we wanted to do a, a, end all of these panics. Of course, all of the panics were all about Wall Street. But forget the details. Details are irrelevant. And they've, since they've been in charge, the two biggest disasters of finan- financial disasters have come under their watch. The Great Depression, and of course they call this the Great Recession. You know what's funny? All working out the exact same. You know, they said that the Depression was over. Of course, in 1937, the Federal Reserve started raising rates. Of course, what happened when we went right back in? And, you know, I hate to say it, but thankfully, we had World War II to bail us out. That's really, and you know what the funny thing is, it's, it's nothing the central bankers did. And this is why I laugh when I sit here and I'm watching all of this unfold. And I'm telling you all, you, you, I'm begging. Take the time to put some, get some more wealth insurance put away. Because they didn't fix it the last time. 
and they sure haven't fixed it this time. And now we're starting to see that all of these things. Have you seen the housing numbers today? Disaster. They were terrible. Housing starts, housing permits, awful. Now everybody said that auto sales have died. Auto Nation, and I forget who the other big one was, says people just went away. And now, all of a sudden, you've got the guy, the largest head fund manager in the world. Why anybody should be allowed to manage $155 billion? Right? That in itself is like, really? Isn't that a huge financial risk? But who cares about that? We, we took care of too big to fail with regulation. He comes out and says... We need QE. We need it right now. And then he didn't just say we need it here. He said every country in the world. (laughs) Well, who needs it? Well, everybody. Every central bank in the world needs to immediately come out and admit it. So my question to you is, because let's say that guy's got more data to look at than I do. What does he see? How bad is it? Did you see the 10-year note today? Back below 2%. That's another recessionary sign. That's saying all of these guys with all of these hundreds of billions of dollars under management said, you know what, we've looked around. We could buy Apple at 95, but we'd rather buy a 10-year note and get less than 2%. We think that's a better buy. What is that telling us about what's really happening, all the things that we don't know about? And I'm talking about the bond market. What's going on there? We know all of these oil, all the oil bonds are blowing up, right? I mean, we know that. I mean, oil's $26 and change. They were blowing up at anything below 50 So I wonder what else is blowing up with it. Is it spreading? Where is it spreading to? Is the housing market, is that fake recovery coming to an end as well? I think we've got Jim Cramer coming up next. He had something to say about it this morning. You're not going to want to miss it. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people out there that don't even know they're getting fooled for the second time. This just happened uh, within the hour. Jim Cramer was on CNBC. And, of course, he's he's a big radio personality guy. He had some very interesting things to say about what's happening in America right now and how wrong has the Federal Reserve been. Ramon, let's play Kramer. Producing a depression. 
Well, I wish he hadn't used the word depression because obviously that is uh, worse than the Great Recession. A depression would mean that you know most banks fail, most people lose their homes. I mean, I think that that's a very loaded word. And until he used that word, I was in 100% agreement with everything he was saying, which is that I'd like to know where there were many people came on our air over and over again and told us that a Fed rate hike would be good, good for the economy. Uh, Fed rate hike was like war, okay? It was good for nothing. I mean, all that's happened is that autos have peaked. The housing numbers today are disastrous. I never thought that. They, I thought we were going toward 1.4. I look at Automac, Auto Nation. I look at CarMax. They're falling off a cliff. Obviously, auto sales are much worse than people think. Everything that I thought that, you know, again, not using the word depression made a lot of sense to me. Everything else. And Even the analogies to 1937. Uh, 37, uh, yes. 37, yes. 37 is in my crosshairs because I have been, look, I was against the rate hike, but I knew that, like, in the end, everybody had to battle the pressure of the rate hike. But remember what happened in 37, because Bernanke sure did. If you were on the Fed, he made the point over and over again that we slipped back, not into a depression, but we slipped back into some really bad numbers because every Everyone thought the worst was over. You know, it was four years between when we were at the bottom and and it seemed time to tighten. It seemed time to raise taxes. And it was not. Um, Now, what happened to get us out of the recession, depression was war. And that's obviously not what you want. But 37 was a disastrous change in policy by our government. And I think that if the Fed doesn't come out and say, listen, we completely recognize the risks here and we're not even going to unroll or we're going to put more liquidity in the system somehow. Yesterday, there were some stories about how liquidity is some about Gart, uh, Gartman had a story about how liquidity has shrunk dramatically. The Fed has to say something. Now, the Fed doesn't want to say it. They don't want to say anything because they'll look like idiots. Well, wow. I did not finish listening to the to the end of that clip. Because when I when I posed the question before the break. What is it that we're not seeing? Right? We knew about the bond market as far as the energy bonds. But now Kramer's kind of let the cat out of the bag. We've got a huge liquidity problem, which really means that there's a whole bunch of junk that all of these whether they're financial institutions, hedge funds, mutual funds, pensions, your 401k funds, that they can't sell. There's no buyers. That's going to create huge stress on the system. He essentially said the Federal Reserve needs to come out and put liquidity into the system. You know, there's something that most of you don't know. Do you know that the debt that we sell, that that our own central bank is the largest holder of it? They own more of our debt than anybody. Right? We're monetizing the system here. Now, Kramer doesn't want to use the word depression. He doesn't want to use it. I like, every, I like everything except for that word. I don't like that word. Oh, fine. Another because word. everybody knows that depression is worse than recession. <laughs> so can we just keep using the recession word? He referenced 1937. And then he did. You know, it's funny. Like I said, I didn't actually listen to that, that part of the clip. And then, of course, he, he told you what I already told you. 
The only reason why we got out the last night wasn't the central bankers. Don't you get it? They don't know anything. They read it in a textbook, and when it doesn't work, they don't know what to do. That's why our founding fathers said, don't give these people the control to print the money. Because at the end of the day, they know not what they do. And we're seeing it play out. My question is, if it was war that got us out that, what's going to get us out now? How bad is it really going to get? Because here's the funny thing. They want you to believe that, that you know, the, the horse is still in the barn. Right? This is the housing market all over again. Listen, not only is the horse not in the barn, it ran through the field, down the road, across the freeway, it is still going. It passed Goldilocks. It passed the three little bears. It, and it's still going. And, and Jim Cramer, where are all the cheerleaders that came out on the air? Where are you? All of you that have met with your financial planner in the last year or so, where is he now? Or she. And you think about them coming out and trying to say things are wonderful. You know what? You take out what the one percenters in this country. Just take them out. Just set them aside. 99% of the people in this country make less today than they did 10 years ago. That's just a plain old fact. That's a plain old fact. And then they sit there, I can't understand why things aren't working. Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour on a Wednesday. Uh, the sell-off intensifying. The Dow is now down 452 points, 15,563. The Nasdaq's down 130 at 43.47. The S&P down 56 points, 1,825. Uh, gold's at the highs of the day, up almost $16, uh, $1,104. Silver's higher as well, $14.13. Crude oil down a dollars $26.83. As we had two big hitters come out today. First, it was Ray Dalio from Bridgewater, the largest hedge fund manager in the world saying that not only does our central bank but every country in the world needs to go to QE immediately Jim Cramer was out we just played his clip for you he doesn't want to use the D word doesn't want to use that word that 
but you can call it what you want, right? You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. I've got, I still haven't, when he throws something, right, I can't believe it. I still got every one of the, the date sets on the $10 gold pieces. Not one person. Well, we can't do any better than that. There's no reason to even do shows. We, we, we put together two different items for you. Both of them are fantastic. The first one being one of the items, a $1 gold piece that we haven't seen in years, along with a $2.5 gold piece and a roll of half dollars, $700. That includes everything, ship delivered everything. And then we had four date sets where you got five different $10 gold pieces, all pre-1900, all different dates, for less. There were 635 bucks. so what was that, $3,175 at 800-951-0592. And I get it, people, people are nervous. You don't know what to do. You you, you want to think, oh, come on, Double, you're just trying to scare us. No, I'm not. Listen, I just tell you the facts. It's the other, you know, unfortunately, it's the other way around. They're trying to convince you that, it, the, that the facts don't matter. Here's the reality. The reality is the central bankers never fixed the Great Depression. Thank you, World War II. And they have no clue how to fix this one. They tried to claim victory, and what's happened? It's been in just an epic failure. And now we're starting to see it. All this, all this data coming in. You know, the car sales thing, that's brand new for me. I had not heard this. Much worse than they say. If they're a... Right? He used the word disaster. Can you use the word repo? 800-951-0592. Pick up some product while there's still some left. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll talk to you soon.